and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Uh, ben and Marcel are back. Marcel's back from his jollies uh, and has decided to join us uh, for what is going to be a rather eventful podcast, isn't it? Uh, guys, we, we have to start <laughs> with uh, the debacle that was the Zagreb set of races. The women's just about got uh, the race away, but the men's was a real farce i don't know i'm trying to figure the right words to use um but yeah it was a bit of a nightmare really um marcel why don't you take us away son well you know what like i've had a lovely holiday time i was super relaxed and then today i was watching this race and i'm like what the is going on here (laughs) it was just a joke honestly I've, i've honestly never seen anything like it it's crazy i think it started already yesterday they couldn't decide what they wanted to do. They had like five different decisions. They thought it was a good idea to do it today, even though the weather forecast was rubbish and the race was rubbish as well today. So it was all in all, it was pretty, pretty medium. <laughs> <laughs> pretty medium. Ben. I want to I know how bad it's got to get before Marcel says it's a show. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it needs to be a lot was, worse if, than that. If that was pretty medium, it was just going to have to be some kind of apocalypse before Marcel says it was bad. Um, yeah, that was an absolute mess. Um, I think, first and foremost, I think some of the athletes have already come out and said thank you to the course crew for doing everything they possibly could. But realistically, it's not, it's not on the course crew. It's not on the organising committee. It's on the decision makers to say, do we race or do we not race? because there was so much confusion, as, as Marcel mentioned yesterday. Ed, you were trying to commentate your way through it. Um, there was so much confusion as to whether the race was even on or not at one point. Our, our WhatsApp thread was a, a bit of a mess of, is it on? Yes, no, yes, it's definitely cancelled. No, wait, they've cancelled the cancellation. It's back on. No, they cancelled it again. It was, it was such, <laughs> it was so confusing. And then today, just from about, well, basically the first racer. You saw the snow coming up when Fosolovag put his edges on. You're just like, there's no way on earth this is going to hold up for 60 guys, let alone 15. Um, there was no chance it was ever going to work. And, you know, all the guys that have stayed there for an extra 24 hours have just wasted their time when they could have been either having a, a rest or, or getting their travel in to, to Adelboden for the races at the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um- a mess is, I think, a bit of an understatement. It was a just, it was just a bit of a nightmare, wasn't it? I mean, the women's race, we just about got that away. Snow conditions were average at best. Uh, the leaves were coming in and going crazy. But then, and and then the turn of the men's race, and you just sort of, I mean, it was on the forecast that it wasn't going to be great, so we knew that it was coming in, and all the stuff on that was happening with you could see the jury having meetings we could see it on the monitors at the at the studio looking at what was going to happen and and it just it didn't look great i was chatting to jai who's dave's dave riding's service man and he was saying yeah it's a it's a bit of a gong show out there it's just terrible and then all of a sudden it was cancelled and we're you know wrapping up we're but you know we'll see you tomorrow they're going to try and run it tomorrow but we're going to see you tomorrow and then we were told not to go anywhere because all of a sudden fizz changed their minds about starting not starting maybe we start in a couple of hours and then and then they made the decision to cancel it the forecast was to get colder to be fair and as you saw there was snow coverage through the outside you know around the outside which there wasn't the day before but in general um, it was just far too soft. And I know what you're saying, 
Ben about the the guys worked the the sort of course crews and stuff worked really hard. They did work really hard, but they shouldn't have had to work really hard because it was a it was never going to happen right from the get go. I mean, you watched Foss Solovarg ski down. You you watched you watched um, Kostelich ski down in his camera run, uh, giving it. Oh no, it's a mate. Yeah, oh, this is such a lovely surface, and he was telling us how nice it was. And oh, you know, now you can release the ski, and then you know, now it's a good in run into the finish. The, the surface is good, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we know exactly what you're doing here, bud. <laughs> if ever there was a day to to not waste snow conditions, sending down a guy with a camera on his head, today was probably one of those where if you wanted to try and get a race on, you have no forerunners, no one on the course apart from those racing on it. But even that wouldn't have made a difference. I think Kostlich, as much as we've joked about his uh, uh, various opinions to do with course setting in the past, he was basically... I think he lost the plot. I, mean, I think he lost the I think, plot. I, mean, I think it was Croatia's Croatia's PR representative or Croatia's mountains PR representative for the last forty-eight hours. And for a I guy think he, who I is, honestly think he lost the plot, Ben. I can't even. I mean, I can't even get my head around what he was thinking. I mean, I know that he wants to get a race run, and I know that it's a big spectacle and a, you know, it's a great honor for any resort to hold a world cup but that was a joke like his comments i don't i mean if you want to laugh go to his social media because it is a joke but he, he put up a picture uh side by side of of the women's uh piece which was covered in leaves and the the sort of brown on either side looking it looked terrible and then cut to a picture you know underneath it is a picture of uh bischoff's often for the uh, four hit final of the four hills with a guy in midair doing a ski jump in a blizzard uh and saying that if they if those guys can jump in that then why can't we ski in this i mean he's lost the plot absolutely lost the plot he's he's not doing any favors for his kind of racing fraternity colleagues um so everyone's still on the circuit there were a lot of angry racers this afternoon. We were keeping a track of the social media uh, posts of, of a lot of racers and they were trying, some were trying to be diplomatic. Some were basically saying exactly what they thought, which was, it was, it was a bit of a joke. Uh, and, and some, and some were, joke. I think they, they were using a little bit harsher language than it were. Than so the, and the vast majority of them all have sponsors that pay them money to have a good image. So none of them spoke probably as freely as, as, as we would about it. Uh, but yeah, there was lots of displeasure, and and obviously the the worst part of all of of attempting this race was that the unfortunate injury suffered by Victor Mufajonde, who straddled or came out and then straddled as he was falling, and and has and has broken his ankle, and they said that's his season done and Olympics out the window, which is, you know, I'm sure the French Federation will be writing some very fun letters to Fis in the next week or two. Uh, well, yeah, in, interesting. Manu Kude was the uh... A race referee sort of fit fizz representative there i think it's a real shame um must be interesting to see what you think i think it's a real shame on uh, the fact that marcus valdner wasn't there because i feel like marcus valdner wouldn't have been bullied into into running that race in suboptimal conditions he would have been straight no we're not running it and people would have taken taken that at face value whereas i feel like uh, with manu kudere in there that it was a little bit like having a substitute teacher in charge and and we all know how that goes. Well, I mean, Marcus Wagner is, I don't think he's taking any shit. And to be quite honest, those Croatians, all of them, they took that Kudur guy like for a proper jolly ride. I mean, they were like just talking into him, saying how good it was, I guess, whatever. I mean, it's just, it was honestly, he did a pretty, pretty job. I'm not going to lie. And I pay all the respect to him. But 
that was pretty rubbish. And he should have just said, guys, look, there's a lot of money at stake here. I totally get it. Like, you want to have a race. You Croatians have probably a different opinion about racing on, like, worse conditions than other other countries do. But let's be realistic here. We don't want to get anyone hurt. It's bad. Let's just let's just scrap it and do it next year or whatever. And he just, they just took him for a jolly ride the whole week, like the whole week, basically, or the, those two days at least. It, it, the decisions were just bad, really bad. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100 right. They did. They took him for a ride, and I think they took advantage of the fact that he that he sort of was was standing in. And the worst thing that could have happened happened. Really, I mean, not, you know, yes, that it's a, a broken ankle bone, and it's not it's not life threatening. But in terms of a ski racer's career, he was on great form. Mufajonde was on great form in slalom coming into this set of races and looking to to push on to the Olympic Games. And it, all of a sudden, because we raced because we were pushed bullied into race or because Fizz were bullied into racing it seems like I think it was uh and Mufajonde's paid the price but also like realistically should have never happened the whole race anyway but then after I don't know big 12 13 whatever stopping the race to try and fix it and then sending some more people down yeah that, <laughs> I mean that is actually that's a joke I mean in what, world, in what world does it ever work shoveling snow into a rut i mean we know that i mean my mum knows that she's no, no, <laughs> never skied around a, a race gate in her life you can't shovel snow onto the racing line pat it down with a shovel and chucks a little bit of water and salt over and expect it to then hold up for the next 50 athletes i actually think benny would have been good at this race because he was half on the half on the dirt as well so it's like kind of a, a dry slope <laughs> Ben was all for I it. Mean, yeah, it worked. I mean, D- Dave had his had his go, um, and yeah, he looked like he definitely didn't enjoy himself. Uh, was probably pretty pretty glad that. Uh, I think pretty lucky it, to it walk away, like, as most were that race were probably counting their lucky stars that they didn't get injured. Really, weren't they, Ben? I mean, I mean anyone the own- from like four to the rest. Like, I mean, the the last well steep last bit of the track was horrendous. Like, honestly even at the worst fist race and they do have pretty bad races like you have a better condition than on the on that last steep i mean come on it's just and also it's not it's not a good advertisement for ski world cup right you want to make it look good you want to make look the people look good and this just looked like crap and like That's everyone who watched it was just like what is this race yeah i, I said that on numerous occasions <laughs> like, yeah. what am i watching um the the, the only uh, reason I wanted the race to continue uh, was because Foss Solovag was winning and it, that was my pick. Uh, and I've had a good run recently, so I was just hoping we could uh, keep going. I put uh, a couple of so- I put a couple of cheeky bets in, uh, and I was I was on for a couple of quid with the, with the uh, with him as well for taking that first run. Um, Copy so, yeah. of my picks, I know. I yeah, see that. That. yeah, as I as I well know that Ben, you are the master of picks, and I definitely should copy exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just before, just who's before leading? Get... Who's leading out of us three? <laughs> uh, snap! Uh, just before before we, I think, move away from this, uh, Loic May, I was pretty scathing in his social media about it, um, having a bit of a go, having a go at Fizz and crossing his fingers for Mufa Jonde, Manu fell a bit of a tongue in cheek about. Uh, um, he thinks that it was best option for him was to DNF. Johan Claré says, "Hey Fizz, are you still the boss on your own World Cup tour?" Uh, and then multiple people are getting in there. I think um, 
Mogul is the new slalom, Alex Vinatza, uh, multiple people, and a lot of pouring out for Mufa Jonde in terms of, um, you know, could have gone work. Luca Ernie was less than impressed with some of his um, actions in the finish area. But uh, yeah, Mufa Jonde, uh, been released on Eurosport, says a limited number of skiers were able to start in Croatia before officials called it off. Mufa Jonde won bronze in the Pyeongchang Olympics in the combined crashed uh, and awaits further assessment. But uh, his injury has been described by the French team as a broken ankle, uh, which obviously means nada to the Olympic Games. And um, uh, yeah, and highly likely that he won't come back this season, I guess, in terms of once you're outside the Olympic Games, what's the point in uh, racing to get back into, once you've missed so much of the season already? So, yeah. Also probably pretty much his last chance for an Olympic game start because he's 32. I mean, it's not getting easier. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, could be his, you know, in terms of he was probably coming into this Olympic Games on some of the best form of his life. Next Olympic Games is going to be 36. I mean, we know that you, you can go longer these days, but you're right, Marcel. It's a good point that this could have been his um, best shot, potentially his last Olympic Games. The French aren't short of talent, are they coming through, as we well know? So what was, um, what was your dad's take on it, Marcel? Because he was there. Have you spoke to him? I mean, honestly, he said that it was pretty much something he's never seen in 35 years at the Walk of Circus. It's not like the conditions, obviously, that he has seen that before, but them saying, okay, we go and then we don't, and then you can go down the mountain and then you can go home and then you can't go home. Like the whole thing is just a bit of a farce. Mm. And I mean, now they all have to drive through tonight. I mean, the athletes for them, it's fine, but for the whole people around it, like coaches, staff, everyone, it's just a bloody nightmare, really. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the points that we raised in um, in commentary, actually, that about the fact that um, obviously by postponing a day meant that they raced on the Thursday. It leaves one day for travel day for, for everybody and then racing on Saturday. I mean, like you say, Marcel, for the athletes and stuff, they're jumping on planes. I mean, for the Red Bull athletes, they're probably jumping on a private plane. Uh, but for the technicians and most of the coaching staff, it's a 10 and a bit hour drive. Um, to try and get across in time for um, Adelboden. So, yeah, it does. I mean, but that is what um, I think Dave Riding, when he, he messaged me to say that, don't forget, that's what we did last year. Because if you remember, normally it goes women's race, break, men's race. And this year, obviously, they went women's, and then men's. The other thing that was actually quite confusing um, was that the men and women were staying in the same hotel. And so... Uh, they were eating in different places, but they were staying in the same hotel. So the sort of COVID stuff that we'd seen them talk about in Levy, how obviously there's no men's and women's race because uh, they don't want them to cross pollinate or whatever in terms of COVID, that is. The other stuff I'm sure they don't want either. But, um, it, you know, the, the COVID protocols uh, means that they... What uh, stuff you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, um, That's normal. Yeah, so, so it's interesting the fact that, that you know, they, uh, they pushed... I don't know. It's, it's it's a bit crappy, and I feel like, and we've we've done nothing but praise fears in terms of getting the races underway in COVID conditions, which are incredibly stressful. And they've done an, an amazing job, I think, getting all the fizz tour together and keeping the show rolling when officials and athletes have got gone down with COVID and making sure that everything runs smoothly. But uh, this is certainly a, a a severe black mark on the copybook of fizz, which is a real shame. Uh, anything to add before we talk about something a little bit more positive? Anybody else want to chuck in a, another little dagger? 
No, you probably covered it all. Um, to be honest with you, like it is, it is such a shame. And I, I guess the the big question on my side is from the racer's perspective, and and you know, I, th I think um, Pantro said, you know, his one of his comments was to today was too much fierce, and I'm and I'm irritated. That that's probably one of the more aggressive things people have actually said, kind of directly to them, and. I wonder what it would take for someone to of his caliber to say I'm not racing. Yeah, but because he still put his ski, he still put his skis on and, and and did it, and it's just yeah. But I don't thing, know. It's, it's not is, Ben. You can't unless unless everybody does it. You're you you you're stuffed. Him pulling out means that some that somebody's going to see that as an opportunity to make more points. It's good. Somebody's going to see it as an opportunity to score a top 10 where they ne may never scored a top 10 before going to score world cup points. You know, if a yeah. guy's starting 40 and the whole French team pull out, the race still goes ahead and you know, you score a top, a top 15 it's, it's, it's sort of irrelevant. And that's why the judgment has to be made on fizz. Why fizz have to turn around and go, do you know what? This isn't on. We're not starting. I think, you know, it's all well and good to say, well, the athletes still skied when they shouldn't have. You're kind of over a bit of a barrel with it. I don't, I'm not sure that the athletes can uh, to say they're not going. And I mean, very, I'm, very brave. I mean, it yeah, would have looked all right, wouldn't it? If uh, with the Mufajonde injuring himself, if somebody pulled out, but at the same time, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. It's like, uh it's Leicester. I'm saying that they it's it's up to them to to make the decision, but it it's more that this is them making a stand against Fizz. Is more where I was leaning towards, like knowing that by not racing, other people take those points, and and you you know, like you said, his his overall chances and all those kind of things. Because as long as people keep putting their skis on and keep racing, and Fizz will keep making these kind of decisions. And disregarding their safety, and and maybe it is a, a bit higher than the individual races. Maybe they have a team meeting, and, and like I said, a whole, a whole team makes a decision because all of these nations, especially the major ones, if it was the Austrian team or the Swiss team, if one of those said, "Fist, this is ridiculous. We're not skiing. We're not putting our races through this," that would send a very big message to Fist, and I don't think Fist would be like, "Oh, we're fine without you," because they're not. Or well, the because Croatians if, would love it if they all pull out. The Croatians would be like, "Yeah, you got to ski." Yeah, but also, I mean, Zipcic fell over on the fifth gate anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered if no one else raced. He still would have come back. <laughs> but but also, I don't I don't think Fizz are going to look back. I don't think Fizz are going to be happy with what happened. I, I think, unfortunately, um, it wouldn't have happened with Marcus Valder. There, it wouldn't have happened. I really believe that he wouldn't. That wouldn't have happened at all. And so, I don't think that they're going to be. They will say it shouldn't have happened, and they're going to tell Kudair and and the rest of the Fizz delegates that they should have stood up and and been counted a bit more if they didn't think it was right that they shouldn't have been pushed into doing it. So I think that's probably where it's going to go. I was, but just on your point about making a stunt, the only time I've ever seen it, and I saw it firsthand, was um, it was at Europa Cup speed races. We were in Bansko, and it was shortly after um, Lanzinger lost his leg at that World Cup in Kvitfjell. Uh, and we refused the whole of the Europa Cup field. I think it was this, it was like the day after or something. It was very close after it happening. And we refused to race. And we and, and basically the whole of the Europa Cup field refused to race because there weren't two helicopters. Uh, and, you know, in terms of safety helicopters at each race. And, and I, I don't know if we had anything to do with it or whether they're going to do it anyway. But that's the sort of that was what happened. But again, I don't know. What sort of what sort sort of stance can they 
can you really take? It doesn't happen very often. So it's not like it happens every week or happens every year, does it? Or does it? No, I think usually they're fairly good with their decision making in the past couple of years. I mean, I mean, some decisions are always a bit like, well, could have been better, but yeah, I think I think Marcus Waldner and also the the people before them they have quite a good system in place where they say, okay, look, this is just not working today, let's just grab it. But that whatever his name is, Kuda guy, I mean, he's probably been in charge for the first time. And he was just completely overwhelmed with all the creations bashing into him. It's just like it happens. I think they're gonna he's gonna probably getting a ball looking for it. And then they move on. Yeah. Uh, and so should we. Uh, let's have a look back at the women's race. Vlahova carried on to her superb form to took the win. Schifrin ended up coming back from her COVID uh, enforced absence from Lienz and uh Lienzberger. Uh, managed to do a pretty decent save and pick up third space on the podium and also shout out Charlie Guest finishing uh, very, very commendably in 19th place. Uh, who wants to kick us off on the ladies? I got five points. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I say your points don't count. You weren't here. Um... Half points for myself. I think that's why I'm so far behind because you guys just deducting me all my points I have. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, Sweet. thankfully, that's what you get for taking holidays. Yeah, thankfully, there's <laughs> only one race for you, you two to get excited about your five points. How many did you take? Yeah. Uh, three points. Hmm, questionable. <laughs> I don't think. Unfortunately, being on the podcast, he can't pick the same as me. Um... <laughs> Very true. But, uh, but, but the women's but, race wasn't quite as, um, I mean, it wasn't, the snow conditions weren't great, but it was a, it was an okay race. A couple of, couple of holes, but in general, it wasn't too bad. Um, a couple of holes, a bit mean, of leaves, bit of dirt. It was like, <laughs> it's solid. Hey, you got to take the rough with the smooth. So you've got to take the positives. It's a bit a, a bit above medium, I would say. <laughs> medium plus. Medium plus. You know, the thing is with the woman, like, I mean, it's it's mostly the same with people winning anyway so it's like it doesn't matter if it's dirt or if it's snow or if it's grass it's mostly like the same people but it was uh yeah very very um very good performance from null who ended up finishing fifth she did that second run charge that was the charge that i was really really hoping that we were going to see from charlie guess because there's always somebody when the wet when it's a weather affected snow sort of affected race that does that monster sort of charge up the second run. Um, and at this point, it was uh, Null May of Canada who finished in fifth, e e by far her PB. And actually, she looks really powerful and she looked really good. Yeah, there was, there was, I mean, there was some good skiing on display, but so much of what was there was how you adapt to whatever the, the conditions are. And but that's part and parcel of it still, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely part of it. You could you can still have the question of should there have been a World Cup race on? I don't think I've seen a race where there are leaves blowing up the hill and there's brown snow. As as, as Marcel said earlier, it's it's not a good advertisement for the sport. For the racers, they've just got to get on with it and do it. Yeah. We've all, we've all been in races where whether it was wind or rain or that kind of that sketchy Easter snow or, or whatever. We, we've all done races in, in fairly disgusting conditions over the years, but yeah. that's probably the worst 
looking televised race I've seen. And the second run, certainly like the, with the cross ruts and, and the holes developing looked really, really difficult. So uh, oh, you can never stop saying good things about them, but the fact that going down towards the back end, Schifrin and Vlahova still put down that, I think they were like the third and fourth fastest second runs was pretty incredible when you think of the size of the holes and cross ruts and, and everything else they were contending with. So they are both still proving just how much better they are than everyone else. And I, I think that the time shows it. I think Linsberg was two seconds off the, off the lead, which is a long way back to be in third place. And she's leading the best of the rest field, but has probably got a bit of work to do to get back to where she was last year when she was really contending with, with Vlahova and Schifrin. You know, it actually felt a bit like brought back in time to the races, like back in the days when they put like some needles and stuff into the, <laughs> into the racetrack to actually find the line. And I felt like this was a bit like that, you know, the racetrack. Yeah, was yeah the Croatians did it on purpose. They thought it was going to make for a better, you know, more fair... Well, you know what? They probably trained on the, on those conditions. Like Kostic was probably shoveling some leaves into the into the track, and then he's like, "Let's do that for the race as well." <laughs> I reckon. Jokes aside, no, Kostic is a great guy. All the respect to him for his professional skiing career. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing that I, is tricky because I used to love watching the guy race, and I used to, you know think he was a great. Um, character to have on the tour, different. He still well, is a character. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think he's it's gone and played slightly the Joker card now. Um, but he used to be a guy that you, you know, you would look at from a different perspective and go, look how hard he's worked. Look, you know, really commendable, really dogged, and and he was through all of his racing career. But I kind of feel like he's he's almost a bit like that crazy uncle now, where you just sort of be like, ah, oh, don't worry, that's my crazy, you know, <laughs> don't listen to that, guys. You know, he used to be his dad. Now he's the crazy one. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's he's not doing himself any favors because there's no way there's no way you can say it with a straight face that, that that those conditions were good and passable for a World Cup. I don't want to go backwards though. I don't want to go backwards. Um, well, we still. I mean, well, it's not backwards. Like both the races were. Well, the other one was over the limit, and this one was on the women's was on the limit as well. So, hmm. no, and true. he was. I mean. You could just see him in the fuming in the finish area. He was like, get this race done, get this race done, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, they all were just, oh, God. It's too much, wasn't it? It's but the, like if, if a race would be in Switzerland or, or I, could, I don't know, like there were 10 people around the decision makers, like telling them how good it is. And of course, he's going to be a bit confused yeah. <laughs> to, to if it's actually that good or not. I don't know. Well... It is, it is what it is now. And the person that's lost out is, um, is Mufajonde, really. So they've got to live with, the, with that. And I don't know whether there'll be any repercussions. I don't know if there could be any repercussions, um, but it's certainly going to, um, it's certainly embarrassing. And Fizz do not like to be embarrassed. No, I mean, nobody does, but Fizz don't like to be embarrassed. So I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen, if anything. But yeah, I think well, the quicker Marcus this... Wagner is going to get his recovery from COVID done until um, Adelboden. and he's just going to get a fake PCR test. And I guess, <laughs> Marcus, you're negative. You just go. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> flown in. Just, there's just going to spend some cash and get him ready. Well, I would say, from the women's races, do, do we now think, or do you guys have an opinion on, 
Is Vlahova this year just straight up faster than Schifrin? Is she now a, the better slalom skier or is Schifrin kind of biding her time for the Olympics? Not that you would deliberately be losing World Cup races, but there's been a couple of times where Schifrin's put down monster second runs and Vlahova's still beating her. And I, I'm trying, I, it's, it takes quite a lot to get to the point where you're like, someone is better than Schifrin. And I don't know, just the fact that Vlahova's done it in normal conditions, ridiculous conditions. I'm not sure how many more races she has to do it for before you say, you know what, she is now the dominant force in slalom skiing on the women's tour. I think it's, I think this was an interesting one because Schifrin came into the finish and obviously Leonsberger made that big mistake. And I don't think Schifrin has seen that. And she was like obviously super happy about her run because she was so far ahead. So um, and then when Blahova came down, it was another half second faster. I think he was a bit like, mm, okay, maybe it wasn't that great. But you can happened just... a couple of times now, hasn't it? Where uh, Schifrin's thought she's had a like a really, really you know proper Schifrin second round, and Blahova's got had the answer. But you know what? She's like so Blahova is so stable, and and she can, especially in those conditions. I think her. Her, I don't know, like height maybe, or but she's she's like very tall, right? So it's easier for her to get into the ruts and still being like quite close to the gate. And in those conditions, she was always very good. Whereas Shifrin is like very good when it's like icy and hard and like and she can go close to the gates and there are not that many ruts. And I, I get that's just like what I think. But I feel like maybe she is not as quick in slalom as she was before, but she's still kind of. I guess her goal might be the overall World Cup, so she's like investing time in other disciplines as well. Well, Vlahova's done a ver- has, has very very much targeted stuff this season, hasn't she? We're see, obviously seeing a hugely different looking program for Vlahova. Uh, Schifrin's doing a bit more, isn't she? Whereas normally it's Schifrin that's doing the least out of everybody picking and choosing, and now Vlahova's doing the picking and choosing, and and she's not focusing on anything. She don't don't, don't really care about anything other than looks like the slalom title and the Olympic Games. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a fair thing to do, right? You last yeah, year yeah. she won the overall. This year she maybe is just focused on slalom and GS more. She want to get that gold medal. Exactly. Uh, I don't know, Ben. Um, my opinion, um, I would say. Well, I, I mean, we're going to start. We're going to pick for the the women's racing that's coming up, and there's two slaloms, and I bet you the first person that gets to pick is going to go with Vlahova, aren't they? So I think if our if our poor form of picking winners is anything to go by we will say yes that she is <laughs> um but let's let's crack on let's crack on to what's happening this coming weekend because uh, we are racing the men and women are both racing on saturday and sunday uh, the men are in adelboden for some proper tech action uh, the women have been moved from maribor to kranz gagora let's hope the conditions in slovenia are slightly better uh, and then the women are in action again on tuesday they were supposed to be in flachau for a night slalom uh, but they've been moved to schladming because flachau has got a bit of an outbreak uh, in and around the town of covid so they've decided to move uh, to somewhere that's got um, is a little bit sort of uh, safer in terms of uh, covid um, potential issues uh gentlemen let's kick off with the men um let's go with gs first um marcel you got your hand up all right on you go can i go yeah you go i go for pintero okay so you you've spent a bit of time with your dad over the last couple of days i feel like we're about to get mugged off here <laughs> 
it's a new year, new chances, new year, new me, you know. New year, new year. Old pigs. <laughs> new year, same myself. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what's happening here. Um, ben, Ben, would you like to? Um... Yeah, I, uh, I'm now second guessing whether or not I'm going for Odomat, but it's got to be Odomat, surely. I yeah, well, is that so? That's who you're going for, is it? Yeah. Oh. That's a shame, it. No, I've kind of been, I've kind of been stitched up, <laughs> and, uh, and Odomat just been just snatched. That just looking at. Go on, list. go for fella, go for fella. Yeah, he's had two. No, he has, to, he has to look up the list. Who else is? Who else is he? Well, I am looking though, up the list because I'm trying to work out who's anywhere close. Because well, that's why leads, I said fella. He's got, Odomat, the, he's got two thirds. Odomat leads the uh, the giant star globe by a hundred and sixty seven points. Um, over Christofferson, Pantro's miles away, mate. You're you dreaming. Um, I don't know. Um, what well, oh. do you think overnight? And you write it in the chat tomorrow, so we're not going to lose much, much more time here. All right, for God's sake. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll go Christofferson because you're rushing me, rushing me, uh, and then I'm going to go Noel tomorrow. Then that's a bit easier. That's a bit of an easier pick for me. Is it me? Who's going next? Yeah, ben, you can go. You can go next. I'm going to stick with my last couple of picks and go with Foss Oliver, as soon as he seems to be uh, still carrying the speed. Um, and I go for the Swiss French double. Pintero. You go Pintero. Blimey! Come on. <laughs> it's almost as predictable as me picking GS. Uh, <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. Um, okay. So Ben, you haven't had to. You haven't had a go at going first yet, have you? So you can go. Where are we going to? For women's racing in um, Maribor, right, not Maribor, Kranskogora. All right, we're picking slalom first. Then, if I'm going first, because no, no, no one's no one's picking my one for the uh, GS. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm using my first pick for Flahova. Um, no, you can't do that. Oh, Marcel. I go for Tesla in the GS then. I'll just pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're getting out. We're getting out of hand here. Come on, let's, let's have a bit of... You're not bullying... Don't bully me into letting you guys run amok. <laughs> you, you're basically like fist right now. You don't... I <laughs> no authority. No authority. <laughs> All right. Well, so, okay. When are we, what, are we, what race am I picking? Okay. So, right, you can... You're going to go, right, you pick your both then, Ben. No, you don't need to pick. No, you can have Wally. We'll give you Wally. You can have Wally in the GS. And then you're going to, I don't know that you need the Vlahova pick because you're doing No, he's not. Out. It's not fair. You go, you have to go for Wally and then, and then you go a last next round. <laughs> he's going for Wally in GS. I am going to go, I'm going to stick with Schifrin for GS. And I go for Blahova. And then Blahova in the slalom as well. Oh. <laughs> You're getting bullied here, Ed. This is outrageous. Uh... All right, Ben. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I missed those last two picks. <laughs> who he's, got you, uh... he's got double Blahova. He's got double Blahova. He's got double. And who did you do? Uh, for GS, I said Schiffrin. Yeah. Oh, that's entirely predictable. Yeah, sorry. Uh... Well, did, Am I the only person who picks anyone out of the box at all? Well, no, you always pick Vlahova. 
I mean, you I always know, like, Tessa Worley, which is always out of the box. Uh, <laughs> she is on form. She's she's last year's winner. Uh, okay, so uh, slalom women's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it you or me, Ed? That's you. Uh, I know. Go, yeah, yeah. I'll go Schiffer then. There you go. I'll be the predictable one now. Oh. Um. Uh, do I want to go? I feel like I feel like I'm not. Yeah, Leonsberger, I guess. And then I'm going to go Vlahova. <laughs> Ben's going to go. Different. <laughs> Marcel's going to go. Williamsberger, and I tell you one thing: that's just how she likes it. It's nice and steep there. She will be winning that one. <laughs> you don't need to convince me. I've already given in. Oh dear. But yeah. This is getting this is getting hard work. We're going to need like a computer algorithm to start telling us whose uh, turn it is to pick. Yeah, yeah let, let's do that. Actually, there is like a. Or there is like this thing, it's called a random, I don't know, generator or whatever. And we can just, we can just do like each race, we do all of our three names and random generator and whoever wins goes first. I I'm think that sure. would be... I'm not, I'm not saying I don't trust you, but I don't trust you. It's, it's developed by myself, so it's very random. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll get the first pick on all of it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway. Um... Anything to add, gents? No, let's go, Dave. Uh, you only had one run, so you should be nice and should be nice and fresh, ready to go, Dave. After your one run in uh, Zagreb, well, he podiumed there last year, didn't he? How come no one picked Dave? I'm not allowed. Jinxed him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He specifically said I'm not allowed to pick him about uh, two seasons ago, and I've stayed away from it ever since. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, gents, thanks very much. And uh, let's hope that the next set of races are less eventful from a fizz point of view, but more eventful for some awesome performances. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>